welcome to the Pad Bros Podcast, your home for third-hand news, questionable advice, and dubious opinions all about Puzzle and Dragons. It is Saturday, March 18th, 2017. And with me, once again on the pod, after a bit of a long hiatus, is JJ. Hello. How you doing, dude? Good. Good to be here again. I'm yeah. Excited. It's fun. I, it's for a while you uh you kind of tailed off in your pad playing yes. and but now you're you're back and uh better than ever i don't know about better than ever <laughs> uh i felt the hiatus in my combos oh yeah <laughs> not like... that i was ever all that great at comboing but yeah it's it's I, been a rough i feel like i've been seeing you playing a lot and going up in rank and farming the new things yeah um so i did go through a hiatus i it's not that I stopped playing altogether, but it was more so just like checking in, getting my my pal point or friend points, mm-hmm. and then like whatever the daily gift was, and then that was it. But um, I guess with the advent of the push a little bit past uh, Heartcross. Um, oh, so then we're moving beyond Miru and... Uh... Well, not not recently, but like Miru was already established, same with Renov and, you know, Kaede, and... Uh-huh. Uh, when it started to become, okay, these are no longer just the echelon players. It was like, oh, well, there's some other things that are starting to creep up. That's when I jumped back in. And, yeah, I realized I had a lot of pieces to make some pretty good teams. And for the first time ever, I have a fully hypermax team, um, which I was telling you the other night. Like, it took a while. Yeah. I'm playing the game for, what, two and a half years now? and <laughs> First hypermax. Oh, that's true. Not everyone plays at the same pace. Yeah. Uh, which I think some people forget sometimes. There's like, yeah, people play at a different pace and sure. that's fine. I like, you know, there's, it's hard to like keep up with the meta. Yeah. Uh, and then like, I think once you, once you're at, like, you've got like meta leads and you're like, oh, like I want to try these like slightly off meta leads and that's where people sort of redirect focus sometimes. But like, mm-hmm. you know, if you gotta, you gotta play a lot in order play a lot slash maybe spend a lot in order to like be always at the top of the meta yeah i am kind of on the other side of that coin where i wind up having these meta leads but never the ideal team and i always get like pigeonholed or super focused on to oh well i don't have the ideal team so maybe i shouldn't run this team and i don't think that's necessarily true all the time but i kind of I focus on that a little too much, I think. I think it's definitely not true. <laughs> uh, there's lots of leads that are strong enough that you don't have to play the ideal team exactly. to accomplish things. Um, but so, do you know uh, how many days played you're at right now? If I check my mail, what I do is I keep the last... Uh, I actually have the very first uh, mail from like when they tell you like make sure you don't delete your app and oh, really? you this code so I can keep track that way like a running tab. Um, if I look into my mail, which I'm doing right now, uh, 867. Good God. <laughs> 867. And, yeah. Nice. I think I'm at 903 or something. Nine, nine, just over 900 for me. Isn't that amazing the disparity between like our levels of play and there's really that's not a lot of days when you consider how many days we actually have put into this game yeah it's true uh you know i just i've been a little more focused (laughs) well it's fun to see like what what levels you can get to like with that kind of dedication and i like seeing that that oh these are two different styles of players yeah well it's funny though because uh you and i just 
ran uh, one of the new leaders, and we both have the ideal team for it. You yeah. know, and it's like, <laughs> what happened there? Uh, <laughs> you know, things happen. We'll talk about it in a second. Okay. Um, and then, uh, what rank are you? I'm ranked five hundred nine, and uh, I have two hundred seventy one stamina. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, what is uh, your? What teams are you playing most most these days? Uh, so, I was lamenting the fact that I never had Awoken Lube, um, and I got that when they reset the gift, um, the ninety nine cent for five stones, mm-hmm. and you also got a free pull. And so, for all my farming, I now do Awoken Lube, which has been wonderful, it, easy. It does make things trivializes very nice. a lot of stuff. Uh, but teams I've been running recently, up until very recently, was uh, Ronov or Ronov or however you pronounce that. Um, Do you reject the pronunciation Ronove? Absolutely, <laughs> I fully reject that. Um, I like to say Ronover um, because it would run over a lot of content. <laughs> you um, would, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that was probably one of my first high echelon teams even before i farmed uh miru um and made a team out of that that was that was a fun team yeah ronov can clear a lot of content yeah. in co-op um because you you know the shield isn't as high as miru right. but the damage you can burst to is higher and yes. the you know if you've got the if you've got that co-op level hp you can the shield and the shield plus the extra HP is is enough to do tank a lot of hits. Yeah. Uh, cool. I added, so Renov, uh, Woken Lube, mm-hmm. and then uh, you just finished Raw Dragon. I just finished Raw Dragon. Um, weirdly enough, when the new one got announced, you know, I was kind of hyped because I've always had two D Kali's, and I was like, wait, do I have the pieces this time? And I was like, oh, I don't have Kana. Of course they changed it because I had Indra from last time. Mm-hmm. Indra is no longer necessary because they have the skill boost or skill. It's the skill resist. inherits, I think, that are the issue. Like Indra, yeah. Indra was there because you needed the double skill bind resist, right? Um, and you needed to bring a shield, uh, and so it covered both of those things. But nowadays you don't need to bring a shield, right? You can inherit your shield on there. You don't have to bring the actual body, um, and so. You can get Indra out of there and put in someone who's got the TPAs to do damage. Kana, exactly. And so, again, I get focused on, oh, I don't have Kana, so I shouldn't get it. And the very next Godfest, during five times uh, GFEs, I pulled Kana. And that was right after I pulled, uh, what was it? I think I showed you. It was, um, oh, uh, Fenrir's uh, Viz. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, not the six star I was looking for. No. Um Fenrir Viz is probably, I think, right up there for most useless Godfest <laughs> exclusive. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that you could, like, challenge yourself to run a Fenrir Viz team and make it work somehow. I'm not at that but, point. Like, <laughs> there are definitely people out there who are like, I've been oh. looking at it, it's like, well, like, what, can you even use it as a sub for anything? Yeah, I don't know. It's... Not not the best monster. No, I think pull. they they're starting to pull the plug on the whole jammer. Meta. The jammer meta. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean at least Fenrir Fenrir himself has a, like a valid active mm-hmm. where you can throw in um, 
We'll just pretend that that's static. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's some popping in the microphone. <laughs> there's a puppy in the background who <laughs> needs their nails clipped. And uh, <laughs> hardwood floors. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, Fenrir you can use as active to, like, protect yourself from, uh, from, like, poison skyfall. Yeah. You know, you can inherit it onto something. Like, oh, like... You know, I don't want to die to poison skyfalls after I use my Gomon active, so let me use Fenrir. But then Fenrir Viz, not helpful in no. any way. No, just in the box, chilling with fifty thousand monster points. Yeah, I mean, like the only way you can make it useful is by like combining it with another actives. It's like ah, I can see yeah. maybe using it, kind of, but no. <laughs> nope. Um. All right. So, uh, personal news for me is that I finished Raw Dragon on my alt account. Wow. Um, which, the alt account has uh, Decali, okay. and then I've sort of cobbled together an all-unbindable team with mostly light monsters with the sub-attributes. Yeah. So I've got uh, Indra on Raw Dragon, which is pretty choice, to be honest with you. I think that works out for most of them. And then I'm running... Uh, Ganesha, um, Revo Ra, El Meta, and Decali. And then I've got uh, a couple Sherius Roots that are inherited on there. A couple? A couple, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't have Decali, just throw the, the Sherius Roots <laughs> on point. there. Uh, and then I've got Muse inherited on Ganesha. Now, mm-hmm. Ganesha and Muse are both thoroughly unskilled, both at skill level one. <laughs> thoroughly unskilled. Thoroughly it sounds unskilled. like my comboing. So it's like, <laughs> so it makes it a thirty-nine turn active. So even co-op with shared skill boosts and running arena, strictly for arena, exactly. Strictly for arena. Even with that, Muse sometimes doesn't come up. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, interesting. Uh, I'm running like a delay on Isis, and you know, it, it's it's a totally viable team to run when yeah. i run with my main team um i have tried arena three a uh, couple times with the two co-oping with my alt and uh like both times i've died to kali after beating the radar dragon i've just burned oh too many gosh. skills uh and so uh what happened the the first time i burned a pass and my alt account had no skills and uh i comboed as hard as i could and only did like i only got it to like 70 or like 70 percent or like 67 percent hp so i took the murder hit so let me ask you about that yeah you said you burned a pass but you have both phones in front of you mm-hmm. is there a reason you so you're playing with your alt account right mm-hmm. yeah um no, I, I, there was a time... shuffle the phones over? <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, if you have both phones, you don't need to pass, do you? Am I, am I missing something? <laughs> I feel like... Oh, no, no, no. You're thinking that I passed because... You're thinking of the situation where you passed because you're like, I don't know if I can combo well enough to, to accomplish this. Right. No, no. I uh, I passed because I thought that one team had a better chance oh, of, okay, of doing okay. the right amount of damage. Oh, nice. Or... Uh, the or where I wanted to use a skill on the other team. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Um, I'm not. I I rarely pass 
because I'm afraid that I won't be able to combo well enough oh, to solve the board. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, God's the boss. You're Evan. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, no, I, I, had, I had used my pass in order to get to, like, a Decali skill or something mm-hmm. like that. That makes sense. Um, and so, you know, I, I comboed the board that I had, and it wasn't enough damage by just mm-hmm. a little bit. And then uh, I got, you know, I, I the next time or through, I, I unfortunately used, like, more skills than I wanted clearing the Radar Dragon... Uh-huh. Which was no dragon. Isn't that I, one of the most notoriously difficult ones? The, uh, uh, Noah and Hephaestus? Uh, no dragon is just really annoying. Okay. Hephaestus dragon is, is pretty hard. Yeah. Um, now, Hephaestus dragon with like a decked out, fully inherited raw dragon team in co-op is not the, really that bad. Mm, okay. um, the problem with Hephaestus dragon was that I burned actives because I... Um, failed to activate three times. <laughs> ah, now uh, that sounds like me. <laughs> yep. No, I I blew it on Hephaestus Dragon, and, and uh, I, you know, I made it past anyways. Uh, but I, I used all my skills to do so, and yeah. and rightfully deserved to die against <laughs> Dekali. Um, Fall on my sword. <laughs> yeah, and then against Elkali, I actually was like I. I did enough damage to get El Kali under the rage, uh-huh. and then uh, I I ate a ninety nine or ninety nine percent gravity, which I forgot that El Kali does, and mm-hmm. I got heart trolled and couldn't heal, and it, it was painful because I was like, I <laughs> I didn't have an activatable board where I could hit the the full multiplier, and I also didn't have hearts, which I guess go hand in hand, but uh, so I. I was like, well, I can't kill or survive. <laughs> this is awesome. I can quit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I just like comboed as hard as I could and hoped for like a heart sky fall. Yeah. And didn't, didn't work out for me. So uh, we touched on a bit of cobbling together like a raw dragon team, or I guess uh, you can say that with a bunch of other uh, kinds mm-hmm. of teams. Um, my questions, we, I, asked you this question actually what, like two days ago mm-hmm. um we just got announced uh revo kushinata hime uh-huh what do you think of her slotting in for isis uh i mean it's perfectly reasonable if you don't have isis as someone who has both i'm kind of you know looking at both isis having a more inheritable base and kushinata hime is having uh like being able to add a combo and also one extra shield um and i guess it's dungeon specific maybe or i guess looking at arena three what do you think would be more ideal i mean i i think kushi has you know an extra time extend uh you know, has the bind clear awakening, which I think that Isis doesn't actually have. Although on this team, that there's no point. That right? doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that you have the advantage of that if you are inheriting a delay onto that slot in your team, um, you can inherit a Rochi on Isis and get the stat buff. Mm-hmm. So it does have that going for it. Um, but, uh, you know, Kushi's got Heart Orb Enhance, got the Extra Finger. Um, there it is, the Extra Finger. As someone who needs as many fingers as possible, I would even slot in, if I were to be so lucky enough to pull a 
either Fujin or Raijin. I forgot which one is the blue-green. But with three fingers, I don't care about bindability. I would drop that in in a heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well... I think, you know, Kushi makes a lot of sense in there, both in terms of her active, uh, awakenings, um, stats are really good. Yeah, stats are really good. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, maybe, we don't have a Revo Isis, do we? Uh, not yet, but everybody's anticipating that it will drop yeah, her out of having blue-green. Should be soon. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't be blue-green anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, Kushi's totally viable sub, and I, it's one of those things that you could play around with and see how how you like it. Yeah, I think the heart orb enhance is is nice, especially anything yes. that boosts uh, your healing on that team. Because as you saw, so you and I just actually did an arena three run mm-hmm. with uh, the super alt raw dragon, right? Um, and you can see like healing. You know, the team has massive HP and good heals, and it it's. It's a one-to-one, right? right? So, like, for the amount of HP that you have, you heal as if, you know, you you heal as if you had a normal amount of HP. Right. And, I right. mean, you heal a lot, right? So, you can, you know, you can do a set of three heart orbs. You know, you can do, like, your normal attack, which is, like, six, seven combos plus a set of heart orbs. Mm-hmm. And you heal, like, 23, 24K. Which is substantial for most teams, but like you're talk- touching on... Being that there's so much HP, it's only good if you have it. And yeah, I mean, healing like, up to that amount of HP does still require a little bit more. Exactly, and I, you know, I've read people kind of suggesting that like when you run Super Alt Raw Dragon, you basically never heal to full. Like mm-hmm. you take a hit and you heal a bunch. You take a hit and you heal a bunch, but you you're always like you know, wavering between know, like, half and two yeah, thirds. yeah, half and two thirds. Which you know, for the teams that we ran, you're you're talking between 60 and 80k hp which is plenty yeah. for pretty much everything mm-hmm. especially when you're running two indra shields um on your team mm-hmm. now you can pretty much only pop them once <laughs> but nonetheless you got them there um so that's the you know having that little extra heal ability from the enhanced heart orbs and the fact that uh you know i believe revo kushi's got a really sweet recovery stat yeah 700 but, yeah uh, right up Base. around almost a thousand if you're hyper max so mm-hmm. not bad plus you know i think this team never is never sad to have a shield yeah yeah mm-hmm. like you know there's there's a bunch of dungeons where you're like you know like it's a really good idea for me to put up a shield for this hit because you know whether it be a gravity that you know you're gonna have to eat or uh, something like that, mm-hmm. and then this this shield obviously comes back around way faster than Indra. Um, if you were to pop it, like for example, against uh, we used one of our Indra shields against Xiao Jing, mm-hmm. and if you used a Kushi shield on Xiao Jing, it's the same, it accomplishes the same thing because it really only needed that one turn, and then uh, you know you survive the gravity followed by rage hit and you save your indras and you save your indras for later Mm -hmm. so i I can definitely see the utility of it i also see the utility of uh adding a combo even though you have high combo count i just ran uh nine garuda um Mm -hmm. forgive me my if i mispronounced that it was my first time running it and uh it pulls up an eight combo shield so you have to hit nine combos and my board only had eight so i had to rely on skyfall um 
It does an eight combo shield? It does shield? an eight combo shield. Oh, yeah, nine Gerudo. You have to hit nine right. combos. That makes sense. Oh, now, I was fortunate enough to hit nine. I, I had two Skyfalls come in, but with Kushi, add one more combo on an eight combo, which is fairly typical to get a uh, eight combo board, and you can guarantee yourself that extra combo if you mess one up or you know you hit all of them. Yeah, and let's not forget that Merely adding one combo provides a you know twenty five percent attack boost. Yeah, so attack boost is always good. Yeah. Mask All right. Uh, the other news, personal news that I have, aside from Rod Dragon on my alt account, which led us down the Rod Dragon <laughs> uh, wormhole, is uh, that I finished Exodia. Exodia being Orfarian. Did yeah. you really? I didn't know you did this. This is on your alt. Uh, no, no, on my main. Oh, okay. My alt doesn't have any pieces, man. <laughs> um, I don't either. Yeah, so I I had been missing one last piece, and uh, Coliseum came up this past week, one of these days this past week, and uh, I was trying to run it in the morning before work, trying to solo with Aizen, and uh, I got to floor I guess this is floor 18 out of 20 which is where uh-huh. you get either Machine Hera or Machine Zeus right. and I got Machine Hera stalled out the Dark Absorb which is how many turns? two oh, okay. yeah, it's no big deal and then uh, was ready to kill her and I forgot to use my gravity <laughs> so I one shot her and then she killed me and I was like yeah, I stoned it and then I got to Orpharion, and uh, I was dumb against Orpharion twice, and so I stoned, I stoned once because I was dumb and didn't match my hearts. Like I, I tried to cascade a heart match, yeah. which I have to do. I have to heal every turn. Right. Uh, I tried to cascade a heart match and missed. I had like an extra orb in there that I didn't realize was there, um, which is the most common way that I mess up my cascades. Mm when I like think I'm going to drop something from uh, on top of a vertical combo into something at the bottom. And there's one stuck and in between. And it turns out that there was like an extra orb in between or maybe I thought I was putting together the TPA to drop the orb in and didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in any case, I blew a cascade and then I was like mad and I stoned. And then uh, I, was, I was sort of like finagling and waiting for a good set of skills from Orpharion to, to finally kill him because I got my skills up. And because you have to use a gravity to get him under his resolve, mm. because you can't his he has, does a huge hit, and on top of the huge hit, he also does like a a clear buffs, so you can't oh, you can't yeah. shield the hit. Thanks. So, um, I was about to pop my gravity and kill him, and then I like skyfalled from like a four combo with a heal into a nine combo with three dark matches <laughs> and it knocked him under uh, under 50 percent. he killed me and i was just like i just want to kill this bastard so i stoned my third time cleared it and then lo and behold the the limb that dropped was the exact limb that i needed oh to it's finish. worth it was uh, it worth the three stones it was it should not have been right i was very lucky now there's only four possible drops, so there's mm-hmm. a 25% chance that I am going to get the part that I want anyways. Mm-hmm. That's still not in your favor. It's not in my favor, but I got lucky, and then I finished my uh, 
Exodia. I find it fascinating that Gung Ho has created a game that in, instead of rage quitting, you rage stone. How brilliant of a marketing strategy is that? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> you rage stone enough, you end up rage quitting the whole game, I right. guess. <laughs> they still got the money. Yeah, that's true. All right. Get my my water, was, <laughs> water coffee. It was like sliding across the table on a on a puddle of. Was it Death Valley rock sliding? Rock sliding? No, I would not have actually been able to see that. <laughs> oh God, we're nerds! Yeah, wow. <laughs> uh, it was funny. I enjoyed that. In case anyone has no clue what we're talking about, there's an area in Death Valley National Park called the Raceway. Uh, where there's a big old mud flat and there are rocks sort of out on the mud flat and there's a trail as the rocks have been pushed by high winds across the this mud flat. Uh, they leave a scraping mark on the ground behind them. As if and, there were snails in a way. Like yeah. Leaving back a there's trail. a trail behind these rocks. And, and these rocks are heavy. They're... They're substantial rocks, like not easily movable by human standards. They're not huge. Right. I'd say they're like, uh, you know, between head size, like the size of your head and the size of a, you know, like a toaster, large toaster. But so these like, things are traveling big, but what, they get hundreds they, of yards, right? They get pushed hundreds of yards and yeah. it's over a long period of time. And the, the marks sort of like are left in the flat behind them. They're right. pushed by the wind and, uh, yeah, so obviously the the pushing that happens there is, is not fast and not necessarily so visible. So I heard that the the way that they travel is uh, from the winds, and the reason why we aren't able to observe it, is the wind is not enough, but what happens is it freezes underneath, and it allows this coefficient of friction to actually reduce ah. uh, between the stone and the uh, the mud, and it allows it to glide a little bit uh, more, and then once uh, the you know finally thaws a little bit, and it rests more. And then it goes through cycles like that. Huh. Huh, that makes sense. I did yeah. not know that detail of it. But uh, yeah. I watched a special. Nature nerds. <laughs> Nature's pretty cool, man. Yeah. 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 All right. Why back to be? total not nature things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I haven't used Orfarion yet. Okay. And then immediately after I finished mine, they announced... Dark Orfarion. Dark Orfarion. Or Dezufarion. Death Farian. <laughs> Death Farian, yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about Death Farian when we get yeah. to JP News. Uh, I think that's pretty interesting. I'm excited to try and make one. Absolutely. Um, so, you, do you have any uh, NA news? Any news? Any news? Any NA news? Any news? Do you have any? How about personal news and achievements for you aside from Raw Dragon? Uh, yeah, like I said, first uh, Hypermax team, which is great. Um, I. Uh, soloed my first C10, which I'm pretty psyched about because nice. having just got back in the game about you know a few months ago, um, I always would ask a carry, not a carry, but just running it co-op with you. Mm-hmm. And this was the first one I thought, you know what, I'm going to challenge myself. Um, Rod Dragon's pretty strong. And yeah, I was able to do it on my second turn. Oh, sorry, my first go at it with Rod Dragon, my second turn altogether. That's first, cool. The first one I tried was uh, Miro. Yeah, I think uh, I 
I did not really figure out how to handle Sharon. <laughs> and uh, my first few attempts were, were not so hot. Well, let me tell you, it helps to be shite at comboing <laughs> because then you only hit 25 and it actually does the right amount of damage. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I think for some reason Raw Dragon seemed very suited to beating Sharon. I try, mm-hmm. I, I've been using Aizen for pretty much everything yeah. lately. Because, you know, my team is assembled. I don't need to mess around too much. Like, the team has a lot of utility already on it. So I don't really, like... Nah, I don't need to, like, figure out what I need to bring for a dungeon in order mm-hmm. to beat it. So I usually just go in with that. But then Sharon sort of baffled me in terms of how I was supposed to handle that with Aizen. And, uh... I think I... I think I, uh... Died a few times there. Huh. And then I... I I tried it solo on the alt account using Kaede, forgetting that uh, after Hino is uh, the green Beelzebub. Absorb. Oh, no. no. It's Beelzebub right away. So yeah. it changed my whole board to poison. I was like, well, I didn't even have a whole board changer on this team. <laughs> Did you bring Ronov? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Ronov on my Kaede team? Yeah. I don't think... I don't think the alt account has Reno. Oh, okay. Um, that would have dealt with the poison. But yeah, just... my alt account was able to solo with Rod Dragon as well. Mm. It was probably the the best build. I think the Rod Dragon just has that advantage of being, uh, you know, able to do d- really decent damage and, uh, you know, that high HP gives you a lot of... That's that's the big thing. A I lot think. of survivability. Yeah, Aizen, uh, like, Aizen definitely does more damage, yeah. Aizen does more damage easily, yeah. and so that's like one of the reasons that, and it's also a lot more consistent damage. Uh, Raw Dragon, especially when you're running the ideal team mm-hmm. of Kana, well, just let's period. We'll just, I don't have to say anything more. Kana, mm-hmm. put Kana on the team. Kana's hitting about twice as hard as Raw Dragon. Oh yeah, um, and way harder than the other three Everything subs else. on your team. <laughs> so uh, it's it's a little tough to you know control your damage and give nice even even yeah. damage um whereas eisen has like three distinct brackets of damage yes you can yeah and it's you're unlikely to skyfall into the across, next bra- bracket right. yeah i've i've skyfalled across like once or twice were was it a pleasant skyfall or were did it just totally i have never had it happen in a, in a situation where it like totally boned me oh, okay um now there are i mean there's times when That'd you know when you're running aizen and you want to do like one cross and no other dark matches mm-hmm. and you can skyfall a dark match and have a problem but for the most part you know aizen is fairly well controllable uh, as long as you don't get like a bunch of dark skyfall to like add up to what would be another cross so since we're talking about aizen um mm-hmm. uh i was fortunate enough to uh on the free pull for each um what do i say collab, collab that comes out yeah is it fist of the north star that just fist recent? of the north star i think is where you're going yeah uh i pulled uh kyle uh-huh and he has a no skyfall clause yeah First off, uh, what I didn't realize is at first I was like, oh, that's kind of a crummy six-star to pull of all the ones that you could pull mm-hmm. of all the different collabs. But pairing him up with Aizen makes a pretty interesting dynamic of controlling Skyfall and still having a decent amount of damage potential. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, Aizen has that static 
six x multiplier for dark, which mm-hmm. Kayo has as mm-hmm. well. Um, now you can't add any more damage on there with Kayo, but um, you know if you do two crosses, you get up to what Eisen would be doing with one cross, right. um, which is almost always plenty. Which is almost always plenty, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And I, I'll say I even use like so in, when I if I'm trying to run Coliseum and I'm trying to kill or Farion or kill Machine Zeus or Machine Hera, um, especially or Farion and Machine Zeus, they have combo shields, high combo shields. Yeah. So I got to hit seven combos against Orpharion or eight combos against Machine Zeus. And the way I handle that with Aizen is because I can't do two crosses and hit those combo shields. It's right. not that I can't. It's not that it's, it's not possible. It's very difficult. It's just I'd rather not have to worry about that. So I have a, a gemstone princess inherited onto the team, and so I can do one cross and then just make sure I do six other combos mm-hmm. or seven other combos, and it works out fine. And, and you can you can fit one cross and two other combos on one half of the board, and then five combos on the other side. So it's not it's not ridiculous to do eight combos sure. on a board like that. Or at least seven combos in prey. <laughs> Especially if you have like a, a sub like Noctis who will add combos. Yeah, you can, if you do bring you, a sub like that, you can add add a combo on there. Does Noctis bring two? Noctis adds one. one? Um, Meridianalis adds two. And I think that's why Meridianalis is actually a really strong lead for running mm-hmm. uh, Coliseum and co-op. Is that, uh, you know, you can... You can pop like a er, like a scald, yeah, like a three color board, uh, and then Meridianalis, and then have a bicolor board, two thirds blue, one third green, and then all you have to do is set up a six combo board with your green orbs, and you're gonna hit eight combos, breaking or, through almost every damage shield or uh, combo shield besides nine Garuda. Yeah, and then uh, you know, and nine Garudas is really short, so right. it's not even a big right. deal. And it's also it's um uh, there's a clause like it has to be a, a go down a certain level for it to even come up. Yeah, um, and then what was I going to say? Oh yeah, uh, so Orpharion, you only have to hit even five combos, mm. so you can do a bunch of the the typical row row board row ideal board boards. setups. Mm-hmm. Um, um, well, all that to say, what I found unique about Kyle at first, I lamented its. What I thought was poor actives, or sorry, poor awakenings. Uh, poor uh, awakenings. Yeah, being that it had one of each uh, uh, damage, damage resist. resist. Yeah. But then I thought about it, and the whole point of that, I think, is because it now has the second highest HP, there's a new one that just came out, has higher, um, it actually adds to his HP pool. With, uh, with all five colors being damage resist, it mm-hmm. essentially boosts it up. Um, so he has a substantially high. Oh, for sure. I run him on my Aizen team, really? and I think he's perfect on yeah. there. Um, the massive HP lets me get up into the range where I... The massive HP plus the damage resist mm-hmm. means that I can run my Aizen team with one shield. I bring two delays and one shield, and my shield i don't need to use for the dq hera hit no kidding yeah for somebody who doesn't have a hp boost yeah that's pretty cool so i have uh i have like 16 dark resist latents mm-hmm. or actually 16 percent dark resist 
Okay. Um, across all your subs. Across all my subs, and that's counting the five percent from Eisen's or uh, Kyo's Awakening, and that is enough to so that I survive the hit with like, uh, depending on what friend I bring yeah. and how much HP they have, um, I've survived the hit with like between two and three hundred HP left. <laughs> um, so I do have to pay attention and make sure that I heal to full on the dragon floor before DQ Hera. Floor, Which is no but, problem for Eisen. Yeah, in general is no problem. Um, then, and the other thing is that, so I run my Indra shield on Kaio. I'll use Kaio's active like some point early in the dungeon. And then by the time I get to the radar, I have the Indra shield back up. And if I get Hephaestus dragon... 15 turn skill delay takes my Indra shield away but then Kaio's active is up mm. and uh, Kaio provides you with that perfect double cross right. number of orbs so I know that I can pop that active anytime and I will have a, a board where I can do um, you know you know 40 million damage right because that that's kind of like roughly where it comes out to um, it's possible to do like only seven to eight million damage with two crosses if you have like no enhanced orbs. But all that to say, it was at, while at first I was kind of bummed having pulled that, I realized its value, I guess. And that's what's cool is finding the value in a car where you might not have originally. It just felt good. Yeah, you and I warmer. paired up Aizen and Kayo and were farming some Ilsex. Oh, that's right. When I was uh, skilling up uh, my Bloden. Or sorry. Yeah, Bloden. Yeah. Um, that's the other uh, attribute of Kayo is that he does a um, kind of a Kushinata, not a Kushinata Hime, um, Hino Kazusuchi hit uh, after you're comboing. Yeah. So it um, takes care of any resolve monster, which is really nice. Maybe not any resolve monster, but... If you one-shot him, yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Yeah, so you're talking, uh, like, Ilsix. The reason, like, it's tough with him is because he can't be delayed. He can't be poisoned. He has very uh, low resolve. And then he heals before he attacks, so you can't yeah. use counterattack. Right. Um, so that's... All those things kind of, like, make kaios like a little extra damage on the end of your uh, in the end of your attack yeah helpful. i'd like to start looking for other ways to use that that um combo setup so yeah i think we'll it, it's it's good for that dungeon and then other dungeons uh you know probably not so much as a leader but he's a solid sub and, mm-hmm. and may find other uh other he places uses. where he fits in sure um i uh i was trying to run I ran uh, Super Alt Yomi Dragon in Arena yesterday because uh, I had never I had made Yomi Dragon and had never used it as a leader before. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> Yomi Dragon! Uh, and uh, I threw Kaio on there. I'm like, oh, this active sounds really good. It makes the five orbs. Oh yeah, I didn't even think on about each that. side, and then I can just save one on one side and combo the or other TPA side. the other side. And then I was like, I got I got like about two thirds of the way through the dungeon. I went. Kaio's not a god. <laughs> Kaio's hitting for roughly one tenth of what everyone else is hitting. Whoops. Uh, not so smart. Inherit. Also had uh, interesting adventures last night with Super Alt uh, MP Dragon. I ran, uh, I was co oping Arena 1 uh-huh. with uh, Shiva Dragon. Okay. And, uh, you know, we were talking about how. 
you know, Sopta and Parvati, it's really annoying if your team has a bunch of orb enhance because mm-hmm. uh, it means that your team does like your damage is boosted. It's really hard to control damage going, especially against Parvati going uh, red versus green. And um, <laughs> I, uh, so I took orb enhance subs off and then put other subs on. And then we got partway through the dungeon and discovered that, uh, I had no skill bind resist on my team. <laughs> I had only skill bind resist on Shiva Dragon. That is probably the most deflating experience. You go in, you think you built a really good team, and then you get skill bind. Like, wait, what? And then you look through all your subs. Yeah, I have sixty percent. Well, this was like this was co-op. So between the oh my two, gosh, between the two, <laughs> we had ten subs and only eighty percent skill bind resist. It was pretty ridiculous, and I felt really dumb afterwards. Because uh, I mean, I, I put set on there. I'm like, oh yeah, set. He goes on Shiva sure. Dragon triple TPA. I didn't realize he has no skill bind resist. <laughs> I also funny. didn't realize he had two orb enhance. So I accidentally put orb enhance. I took I took Erd out to put <laughs> to put set in. Yeah, that was it. Was not great. Um, Do you but, think Shiva Dragon's the biggest fall from grace from the first go at all these MP dragons? I mean, possibly. Uh, I think I, you know, I watched a video of someone soloing Arena Three with Shiva Dragon as a leader. But the whole point of Shiva Dragon was its farming capability and its speed. Like, well, how fast was that run? Uh, I mean, not not crazy slow. Like, one red TPA and a bunch of combos does a lot of damage. Um, you know, you can clear most of the trash, most of the early floors in in mm-hmm. Arena with that. Okay. Um, you know, I think that. I think it's not it's not an easy team to run. Yeah. I think just there's such a wider breadth of capable teams nowadays. Oh, I agree. That the value that it once had um, as like a you know non conditional twenty five times multiplier, which was at the time really strong, is kind of just like I said, falling from grace a bit. No, oh, I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, it, it's it's just not nearly as strong as it used yeah. to be in in a relative sense. Um, you know, you. It would be interesting. Like, I didn't do enough research to like really have a comparison out there mm. to like be like, all right, well, like this is what other leaders were like at the time. Yeah, I feel like when Shiva Dragon came out, that was still a little bit in the heyday of like El Kali as a leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you were like kind of tail into that. Like El Kali was like you know match match five four colors four colors and hit six combos and you got thirty six X right. and that was able to beat that the was hardest crazy content. strong. And so then you're like, oh man, this. You know, a twenty-five x static multiplier was pretty crazy. So, um, yeah, it's it's not a game changer. Yeah. It's not, not not like it was. Yeah, because that I think started this. That was a big blitz of uh, power creep when that first came out. I think, I think that was like a catalyst. Well, I mean, let's remember that I think Shiva Dragon came out and then. Uh, yeah, it didn't take long for Rod Dragon to come out, right. did it? No. I can't remember what order they came out. Shiva Dragon, I remember I remember looking at Pad Guide, seeing Shiva Dragon the first time, and I was just like, oh, what? Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, I think everyone kind of felt that way about it. But, you know, obviously, it, I think if you're talking about Fall from Grace, like, how where... You know where the where the MP dragons were ranked when they first came out versus how you would rank them now. 
I don't know. I mean, Raw Dragon was at the top both times with Yomi Dragon just underneath. Mm-hmm. So then we're just talking about where Shiva Dragon is in the rank of our red, green, blue. Yeah. And Shiva Dragon definitely still had like I mean like but like Shiva Dragon let's say Shiva Dragon was the top of red green blue back then is Shiva Dragon the top of red green blue right now like uh I think it's hanging out with um um Odin Dragon not Odin Dragon Odin Dragon speaking of I'll get there but what's blue Neptune Dragon (laughs) Dragon they're just hanging out together they got uninvited from the party they got blocked from the friends list well, what I'm saying is that, like, you know, maybe you're maybe you're thinking of like the relative gap between. I am. I am. Like, you know, the. Uh, I mean, if we're ranking the five of them to each other, then like Shiva Dragon's kind of in a similar place. Maybe Shiva Dragon was clearly above value the other for your two. monster point. Yeah, I mean, I think Raw Dragon for the most part is the best value for your monster sure. point if you have a couple. If you have the right subs. If you have a couple of full board changes that do that decolly spread of all orbs. There's a lot more now, too. I think that you, you know, if you if you have a couple of them, even even inherited. So, like, my alt account, like I said, has one decolly and two, two roots. And mm-hmm. so I run two board changes. One of them is only on the inherited. Um, so... You know, it's it's not ideal, but you can do stuff. There's a video somebody soloed Arena Three with zero board changers uh, on his team. Using, yeah, but I'm not that good, and I well, feel like <laughs> I mean, like you know, you don't have to worry about it. You've got a good team. <laughs> but I'm saying that like Raw Dragon is actually more flexible than people make him out to be. Mm. Yeah, I guess if you're tying that back together to what I began to talk about in the beginning of this podcast of not getting pigeonholed on the ideal team yeah absolutely and so i think you know rod dragon still has a lot of like is has end game capability even without the ideal subs Mm. um but you probably i mean i think if you really want to to be able to do things consistently and you know is that the metric for how good a team is is consistency yeah, actually, absolutely. I would say that uh, you know when people start considering how good a team is, how good a leader is, you're looking at uh, speed and consistency. Mm. It's no longer about clear ability, I guess, because there's a lot of teams that. Can, I mean, a lot, there's said, a lot of teams that can. Clear, Shiva Dragon can clear Arena Three. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams that can clear Arena yeah. Three. So, hmm. um, yeah, it's, so I think, especially because they're giving away so much MP right now, they're giving away 390k. So you can, you're everyone has the opportunity to buy an MP dragon, mm-hmm. and so you obviously should pick the one that fits your box best. But if it's unclear, then Rod Dragon does have some of the best end game capability at the moment, and especially in co op, uh, you know, even if even if you don't have the best subs for it. With that being said, Odin Dragon. What the hell's going on with this art? <laughs> what the hell's going What's on with Odin happening Dragon's in art? there? What is that splash of modern art color? I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. Like the original Odin Dragon was a little confusing and weird, and now it's worse. And <laughs> I, 
I don't know. I'm not. I won't defend it in any way. I'm not. I'm not into it. What about its capability? It now has the highest stats in the game, and uh, a pretty unique active in that it clears uh, woken binds and um, standard binds. Yeah. Well. I mean, I guess it does like a full clear of those, mm-hmm. whereas... Uh, uh, I think, is it full clear or five turns? I, forget I think regular Odin does five turns and ah. Odin Dragon does a full clear. You know, I I don't see it getting used very much. So here's the way I look at it. And again, me being the um, finger whore that I am, <laughs> I tried to rephrase that in my head and I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, <laughs> I look at Odin Dragon, and it's got two fingers, and I'm like, okay, how can I slot this in on Raw Dragon? Well, if I am fortunate enough to pull Aruka, or Urkel, or Ruka, I don't know the name, the, the heroine that is basically Kali, except uh, dark and blue, uh-huh. you now have blue covered, yep. to slot in green, Odin Dragon would fit in nicely, as it is also um, unbindable, and mm-hmm. it has a unique active that... It's not fairly long. It's nine turns. But it also does uh, haste and recovers HP 50%. So I was thinking, like... It wouldn't be the worst. It's got, you know, like like you said, stats are good. Mm -hmm. Um, It's got two fingers. It's got the seven combo awakening, or at least the form Mm -hmm. that we're looking at. uh, The sub form. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's not the worst. And again, that's predicated on having a different sub uh, as opposed to two decalies. But let's say you run into a uh, no-dupe clause or anything like that. I don't know. That's, that's where I see it. I, I find it fairly attractive. Not the art, the, the card itself. <laughs> the active. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> It's funny they've they've translated one of the evolutions, but not the other. In, in Original God at. Odin Dragon Light Lance form, and then the other one is still in Japanese. Oh yeah, look at that. Um, and this one is the Thing One Thing Two. What is the point of this other one? <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be a better leader, maybe. Let me see. I don't, no, the uh, the the Light Lance form is the offensive one. Oh no, that's the sub version though, right? Oh, this other version has the highest recovery in the game. Oh, gracious. And the second highest weighted stats. Because of that recovery. Uh, Two, um, 297 it has almost It also still holds on to its damage reduction and uh, has nine times recovery and nine times attack. What would you pair that up with if you had to theorycraft a team? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, no thanks. <laughs> every time I see that, like, oh, like, uh, every time I see that, like, shield when your HP is full kind of thing. Arcs you back to the glory days of when you uh, first yeah. began pad. I'm yeah, Odin. for sure. And then, uh, obviously, the offensive version has, uh, you know, when you, it's, uh, you can match... Um, crosses of wood and light mm. so you can get a total of 1838.27 times attack <laughs> why why do that yeah 
Yeah, I, I'm not interested in messing with Odin Dragon. It 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 definitely like kind of puts me in that mindset of like the Ama Odin teams that I used to run, and I'm like forty minute dungeons. I'm like not interested. No thanks. I I am I am totally down. Like even even now I would I'm like more interested in running Eisen and being able to finish an Arena Three run in like. 15 minutes than trying to run Miru and having it take 45 minutes. Yeah. Even though Miru is generally a little bit safer. Sure. Um, and then, like, for example, if I get Noah Dragon, I know that the safest way to beat Noah Dragon is to stall out the 99 turn. <laughs> Are you serious? 99 turn uh, shield. Oh, my god. But gosh. I do not want to do that. No. Have you ever stalled out a 99 anything? Uh, 99, yes. Yeah. On a number of occasions. Okay. Yeah, I have two. <laughs> I uh, never feel good about it. I've never stalled out a 9999. No. Which I have, we've seen, I've seen uh, screenshots of people doing it. Oh, glory. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you would do it. Dedicate a it's, day to that. It's, well, yeah. Um, the stalling out 99 it's somewhat reasonable um so i've talked you know like one of the people i co-op with a lot he always struggles with parvati and really Mm. really hates parvati and uh he he's a couple times just been like screw this let's just swipe (laughs) and stall it out because with raw dragon you can essentially stall out uh you can just swipe the boards to stall out the 99 turns no kidding yeah, because uh, Raw Dragon has enough HP that you can take two hits in a row, and she makes enough hard orbs that if you just if if you just swipe the board oh, oh, when she makes the row I of didn't hearts, even think about that. Yeah. yeah, you can you can stall it out really quick. Huh. Well, you can just swipe to stall, sure, uh, which is obviously faster and requires less mental energy than yeah, than comboing out. Then, and the, so the 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 crushing thing is with Raw Dragon, and especially in that state, is that you tend to uh you have to try and well so like my team you want to hit five colors and five combos only you got to hit five colors to do a significant amount of damage to get the monster under to actually do damage to body but you have to not hit six combos because then it over damages and heals her so uh that is a pain (laughs) and the thing is is like you only have the option to do that every other turn Mm. and there's two potential attacks that happen every other turn and one of those attacks you can't do it on so like uh you know you you're basically looking at only being able to attack on a quarter of your turns and should you get skyfall at any point you will heal her (laughs) So it's like, you know, you have to get lucky where uh, you get no Skyfall on the, the... There's a turn called Calming Mountain Wind where she does hearts on top, hearts on bottom, and then a row of green in the middle. So, And then you can you can swipe that board. I've swiped that board and Skyfalled into a 64X <laughs> and healed her all the way. Um, and, you know, you, you swipe that board and you hope that you do, like, no damage... And then the next turn, you hope that you get Tiger Rush, which is the one where she doesn't change your board. Yeah. 
But if you, you know, you can easily get the other one and then swipe it and have it skyfall two other colors and then your red sub-attribute heals her. Because a red sub-attribute oh, right. only, only mm-hmm. has to hit over 150k and with all those red orbs. So it's like, you know, and then you have to hope that you do Tiger Rush and you can, you can like, set up your board so that you just do five combos and don't skyfall anything else. And five combos is 15 orbs. That's half your board. Yeah. So half your board is going to drop go go off and then you're hoping that when the no- other half a board drops in that it doesn't combo anything so it's not, that's when stalling out 99 starts to look attractive it doesn't look attractive it just <laughs> happens on its yeah, own okay that's the frustrating part about it and that's why my friend gets so frustrated with it is it's like you know you're you don't want to stall the 99 turns <laughs> you just stall the 99 but you turns. just like you end up you end up grinding through and you're trying to kill. The worst that I've had is I cleared with four turns left on her thing. So it took <laughs> it took me ninety it took me eighty five no, ninety five turns to clear her. And I was trying. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pain in the That's ass. That's pretty funny. Um but yeah. No. Parvati can be a lot of not fun. And I think the thing is, is that like there's other monsters that are just as not fun in turn of, in terms of their absorbs. The problem with Parvati is that she doesn't kill you. <laughs> so it <laughs> never end it. <laughs> it never ends until her ninety nine combo thing is over. So it's like, you know, you get Sopdet, you die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Hera Dragon, you you die. Yeah. Parvati, you never die. It's just always pain and failure for 99 turns. Um, can you tank a Sopdet attack with Indra and co-op Rod Dragon? Oh yeah, totally. Can you really? I, I, ha- I told the story on a, a recent podcast, uh, which I actually think hasn't been edited and posted yet, but uh, my friend and I um, used a five-turn delay two Indra shields and a Ganesha shield and uh, took took 20 turns to kill Sopdet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. But you still... We survived and then we crazy. died later because all of our actives were used. <laughs> <We're gone. laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, cool. Uh, Alright. That was... Uh, so you, wanted, you were asking about MP dragons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, now that we've got this refresh coming out. And yeah. People so, have monster points to spend. Yeah, with those MP, the free monster points that we got, I did buy Yomi Dragon with that. And uh, if we ever get Dark Athena, I'll be excited to buy her as well. Uh, even though I lack uh, one of the lovely double TPA, double skill bind resist subs for Which one? Dark Athena. I don't have any of them. What are the big ones? Uh, Durga this. and Loki. I don't have either either. You don't have either either? No. Okay. <laughs> Well, that was a great opportunity to use both ways of pronouncing that word. I don't have either either. I don't have either either. Okay, <laughs> I got you. I see what you're talking about. All right, well, uh, today is Godfest. That's right. And there's a new Godfest exclusive out. There is. Two new Godfest Two new Godfest exclusives and a whole new Pantheon. So there's lots of new stuff out. So we have... Uh, Fujin and Raijin, uh, mm-hmm. both six-star Godfest exclusives, I believe. Yep. Um, Fujin does a absorb shield uh, removal. removal. So 
those annoying things we were just talking about parvati sopdet i see what you did there i I didn't but it worked (laughs) out um this basically breaks down that shield you can hit them as hard as you want they don't heal um so reading through several uh blogs there's obvious excitement around it mm -hmm. um there's also a lot of kind of sourness some negativity towards it as well why um People think it does two things. One, trivializes one of the more delicate processes that we were just describing and uh, uh, absorbs. And two, um, they think it's a pretty blatant cash grab. Like, all the whales are going to go for it and they will be able to make teams. And what they're afraid of is that the meta and power creep will develop around this one card and that it's necessary to use in order to beat certain content. If you don't have it, so sorry. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think, first of all, that A, there's three cards out that are doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, B, you really, in all the content they're making, there's really only one. There's like there's usually only like one time where you need it to beat something. And let's let's be honest, like there, you don't need it to beat anything right so now, far. Currently. That's, I guess what they're afraid of and if they do make something where you need it i imagine you'll be able to just hop in there with a friend who has it or if you've seen videos that people put up lately this is one of those monsters that's gonna be in the evo mat skill rotation so uh you know you see people putting showing uh like machine hera super fast farm teams and they just use a blue mask which Mm -hmm. was the skill up so you just you just use the skill up monster and you know especially in co-op so i like i would say until we actually see a dungeon where it is necessary that you use this sort of thing no reason skill, to speculate. there's no reason to speculate on that uh, i agree with that and is it a cash grab i mean maybe but I think pretty much gfe's I mean, pretty much every yeah. you know they always want to put desirable monsters with desirable skills in there. It's got a crazy long cooldown. Mm-hmm. It's not like that in and of itself. It makes it really nice. But like, let's say you have this monster and you want to inherit it onto your onto your team, or like Rod Dragon team. You're basically going to replace something, and it's like Indra. You know, when you inherit Indra onto Rod Dragon, you basically only use that Indra one time mm-hmm. during an arena run, right? Like the longest dungeon we've got going, you use it once. It's going to be the same thing with Fujin. Um, I, you know, I, my friend really was like, oh, I want to pull Fujin, I want to pull Fujin, and I'm going to kill Parvati. And it's like, <laughs> I think it's going to be really hard to be like, oh, well, I'm going to blow this active on Parvati. Yeah. So that that's easy. And then when we get to like Hair Dragon, uh, whatever, we'll, we'll just deal with Hair Dragon the normal way. Uh-uh. So I'm gonna I'm not chasing Fujin at all. I will say that she checks checks all of my boxes. She's green. She's uh-huh. my favorite green subcolor in blue. She has three fingers. Yes, she's not unbindable, but I will put her in for Isis. I don't care. I want those fingers. <laughs> Shameless. Nonetheless, um, I like I said, I'm not chasing her. But uh, it'd be nice to have her and provided oh, I, yeah. I mean, provided I do of get her, of course it'd be nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, we also have Raijin, yes. uh, who unlocks your orbs and does a decolly board. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and then we have the 
3K2, Three Kingdoms Part 2, which this whole pantheon, the first six-star base pantheon, which is... Yeah, how do you feel about that? that? I'm I'm not too psyched about it. I mean, it's already hard enough to pull pantheons. Mm. But uh, they also uh, clear locked orbs with their active. Um, Most of them have a pretty pretty nice um active in terms of both clearing locked orbs and orb change mm-hmm. uh, and i think all of them have the seven combo awakening that yes. uh doubles your damage from that monster i don't if know you if hit light does oh uh, what's uh daoshan does she, she not? does not oh no she does You're i right. think she does uh daoshan 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 okay daoshan is pretty interesting in that uh she has a two-turn active Mm-hmm. So uh, and also her active adds clears lock unlocks orbs and adds two seconds of combo time for one turn. So uh, the uh, I guess the Anubis meme team would be to <laughs> to throw her, two of her on there, and so you can pop her skill every turn. Oh, that's uh, fascinating! Didn't even have, think about that. So you have the skill activate every turn, and you have an extra two seconds of combo every turn. Haley and... says hello. <laughs> that's a golden retriever that's in the background making all that noise. I don't know. I don't know how loud it'll be. Hopefully not okay. too loud. Um, and then uh, you know she's also got like damage reduction, which you know whatever. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Uh, actually, specifically today, um, it has pretty much everything that I want. In that it has Raphael. I still want Raphael as a key piece for farming teams. Mm-hmm. Um, it has all the new uh, Pantheon, so no risk of dupes on those. And the new Godfest exclusives, as well as some of the Godfest uh, choices that I prefer um, in Kaede and Shiat, which I still would like to get at some point. I don't have one of those. And Balboa. Is Grimmery well. today? Grimmery is today. Oh, see, I need one of those. <laughs> I would. I also wouldn't mind uh, a Paimon. I mean, obviously, we're talking about six star Godfest. All right, here. should we pull? We should pull. Let's pull. Stop mincing words. All right, I am pulling it up, and I've... what do you do prior to pull? Do you just go? I just Is go, it just man. Process? No, no. See, what do you need to do? I rub the belly or I pat the head, depending on how I'm feeling that day. I usually do like a stroke from nose to ears, <laughs> as if you were petting a dog. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see. I got a gold egg. Oh, you start without me. You do just go. And it is Arthur. Oof. I got my third Astralis. I, got uh, I don't know one. what to do with that one. And gold egg. Ooh, Archangel Lucifer. Nice. I remember being really excited about Lucifer when I first pulled him. Uh, because that was what I was like, oh, this is what I need to be able to beat dungeons with uh, my Ama Odin team. Lucifer, <laughs> I need this... But now, so you're, you're going back two years. That's I just, a long time ago. <laughs> I just pulled my third Renove. Very nice. Oof. You can inherit him onto no one. <laughs> Himself. Yeah. Uh, another gold egg for me and gold. another rider. Excellent. Oh, gosh. Apparently it's a rider gala. I just got my third Godfest exclusive. I got Zuo. That's my first one. Oh, I'm cool. Really, yeah, I'm psyched about that. That's great. All right, well, this is my last pull for now because I'm out of stones until I... Go to Costco and buy some gift cards. <laughs> Another gold. And I got a gold egg. Uh, Uriel, which I now have two Uriels, which means I can finally get 
uh, what's her face? Uh, Orchid. Saddam Malik. I got the blue cyber dragon, Oof. which uh, good run for you. Makes her own. No, that was that was a set of four gold troll golds in a row. Is that a gemstone princess? It is there? gemstone princess. It's also still the wrong one. It's silk. Silk is uh, helpful for some teams somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure. I now have cameo and silk, and all I want is either facet or um, carrot. Carrot. Facet or carrot or sheen. sheen. Or sheen. Sheen's pretty nice yeah. since you load all those. So I have the two. Onto <laughs> yeah, teams. I like to do that. So I'm running with gold, so I'm just gonna keep going. I got, I just pulled my first red goo on you. <laughs> huh, all right. I still don't have a red goo on you. That was fun. You still have stones? Last one. Yep. Last one. Just going for it. And another gold egg. I see it. Oh, got Napoleon. Oh, okay. Very cool. So I got two, both red uh, Gal exclusives in Silk and oh, Napoleon. Oh, Silk and Napoleon. Yeah, Excellent. that's cool. That is cool. I'm pleased with that. Uh, no 3K2 or Fujin or Raijin for uh, either of us. Full disclosure, I pulled before the podcast. What? And I did pull the... Um, Green, I don't even know the names yet. Uh, the green, two, it was like Ma three kingdoms. something. Yeah, uh, Machao. 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 Ooh, racist. Sorry. <laughs> you can try not to be racist. We'll just we'll just label <laughs> so you sorry. ignorant. How's that? <laughs> Much better. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. Well, uh, you know. Do you have, is there anything else uh, North America news stuff that's come across that you're interested in? I'm kind of like still waiting on the zero stamina normals. I want to like I want to use that to my advantage at some point. When does that come out? I don't know. And what do you plan on doing with it? I uh, I plan on running double Ganesha uh, legendary Earth and having and running that dungeon in less less than a minute. And uh, getting free stamina from it, free rank ups. Choose me if you're gonna do it. <laughs> uh, it's normal, so there's no co-op. Oh. You gotta you gotta figure out how to do that yourself. So uh, running that dungeon gives about twenty five k twenty five k rank experience per run. So double Ganesha bumps that up to around sixty k sixty two k, and it's zero stamina, and you can run it in less than a minute. So. That's fascinating. That's so really it's cool. like you can run down your whole stamina bar and then rank up off of that, and then run down your whole stamina bar and rank up off of that again. Uh, real quick, what do I do with my third Australis and third Ronov? Uh, hang on to them. I mean, Ronov has no alt evo yet, so you, you never know where that's going to go. Uh, Australis also doesn't have an alt evo, so you don't know where that's going to go. Um, and then Australis is a useful inherit on some things. Yeah, that's true. I already have two of them, though. Okay. Sure. Anyway. Uh, interesting thing that I wanted to bring up, uh, I think last podcast, uh, talked a little bit about some of the monsters, the, uh, the farmable monsters that are becoming inheritable. And one of them that I kind of, I think I kind of dismissed it. Uh, because it seems so mm, limited in utility is Nine Garuda. So Nine Garuda 
has an active where it does a small damage reduction for nine turns. So 15, oh, that's right. 15% that's right. damage reduction for nine turns. Now, I watched a video recently of Rico soloing Coliseum with Aizen. Rico soloing? No way. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what you do. <laughs> that's what you do if you're a streamer. If you're and Rico. Also, yeah. Um, and so he was soloing Coliseum with Aizen, and he had Nangruda inherited onto D-Meta. And, you know... You with with Eisen, you have somewhere in the upper thirty k HP. If you throw up a fifteen percent damage reduction shield, then those twenty one k hits, which is all that Orfarian does, mm-hmm. get dropped down to the range where he can actually take two of them without uh, dying. Um, because and he's got nine turns of that, so it's kind of. I see the I see the utility in that, like Very you know, uh, you know, bringing some of those hits down for you know nine turns. It you know it's basically like buffing your HP up to like forty five, forty six k, and your recovery. Well, it doesn't really need the recovery buff, but right. it buffs you up for for a long period of time. And the I think the cooldown on that thing is only like nine turns yeah. once you max skill it. So you're looking at like nine turns. Uh, I mean, nine turns plus, like, what, four Is for D-Meta? Something yeah, like maybe that. four. So, you know, it, you have uh, your 15% damage shield up for a lot of that dungeon. So I, th- I thought that was intriguing as an inherent. Five turns yeah, for D-Meta? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can have your shield up for a lot. And I, I yeah. thought that was intriguing. And it's I an think interesting use of that. Giving a, giving a leader like Aizen more ways to stall is pretty significant yeah i mean it, it's it's just it just helps yeah. you know like 15 percent's not a lot but you know like you know if you think of the days where you're like well you know i can use my uh izanami shield 35 percent shield to be able to help me tank this hit like yeah you know the 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 reduction in damage from even fifteen percent is enough to make a difference. Yeah, uh, and I mean you can see it specifically makes a difference in that case where you're like, oh, I'm going to be taking twenty one k hits. I want it. Maybe maybe there's a turn where I don't get heart orbs, and I can take another twenty one k hit and survive it. All right. Um, going from Coliseum talk to. Uh, JP News. The JP News that I wanted to talk about was the Death Farion. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. So Death Farion has come out. It is a sort of a leader version of Orfarion, I'll call it. I think this is the first time we've seen a 25% chance drop as opposed to a 15% chance drop. Yeah, the 25% boost to drop is pretty cool. That's a lot. Yeah, for and then, one turn. It's only one turn, and you got to do a lot of skilling up, obviously. But uh, we're looking at a leader here that has a uh, oh, 1050 weighted stat. Wow! So it's it's pretty pretty great stat. Um, you know, 297. You're looking at almost 6,000 HP and 2,700 attack for Deathfarion. For Deathfarion, and then. Uh, you know, if you can fit into the machine type leader skill, 
if you can fit into that machine machine type that is required by the leader skill, mm-hmm. you're looking at a team that has 2.25 times HP, 2.25 times recovery, which is the same as Raw Dragon, um, and 126 times attack. Um, but you have to hit four dark combos for that. But that's not too much of a requirement, especially if you can stall and save dark orbs because you've got this big HP, big recovery. For the month that Yo-Yo was prevalent, I mean, yes, you do have to set up your boards, but not impossible. Yeah. Um, so I think it's pretty interesting. I'll want to make one, uh, which puts me back into trying to farm Coliseum. Um, I'll do it in co-op so that I die less. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, that it'll, it'll work out nicely, I think. I'm interested in its application on Barbara. Uh, once uh, Barbara's um, got the four times HP and recovery, has, uh-huh. what is it, 81 attack? Yeah. And, uh, but it's only machine uh Dark and machine. That it, so you're gonna run Barbara as a leader, and then four Deathfarion. Not four, but I'm just saying maybe four. <laughs> no, um, maybe, I think maybe maybe three, and then one caster, or even two. <laughs> two would work. Uh, but yeah, I'll be I'll be excited to try and farm. I got so it looks like uh, you basically farm the Deathfarion head, mm-hmm. and so uh, you take Seraphis, and then you Evo. Alt Evo your Seraphis with uh, Defarion as the head, and then the four regular limbs that you would collect from Colosseum. So it still is difficult to acquire, but it just depends on which one. I would say almost as difficult. Hmm. Um, Colosseum guarantees you a head drop, I yeah. think, and that that makes the heads a lot easier to get than they used to be. Yeah, its art is really rad too. Um, I do like that. Yeah, I like the Orpharion cool. art as yeah, well. Yeah, I do as well. But yeah, the Death Farion is maybe a little bit better. All <laughs> the electricity. All right, uh, cool. And then uh, the last thing I wanted to do in news was just uh, maybe a chat about the the JP tier list because I know you like talking about these things. I think that they're a little bogus. And um, in fact, the last podcast um, I spent a while talking about how I thought it was, you know. So Alt Raw Dragon was out initially, and it was on an SSS tier all by itself. Right. Um, and uh, I thought that was ridiculous, um, even before uh, it came out in NA and I got to play it. Why did you think it was ridiculous? It's just like, you know, I don't think it's as fast. I think the damage control is hard. Um, and then the, you know, the the recovery in HP is good, but it's not OP, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's say it was this 2.25 times hp and then it was four times recovery that would be crazy mm, right because yeah. then you'd just be like you do four uh four heal orbs or three heal orbs and you'd heal most of that hp bar of right. 100k that is crazy yeah but you know the fact that you you don't heal you can't you can't quickly heal up that bar like you were watching like we just did our, our arena three run where we um, two heal combos and we still only got to what like halfway yeah like you you do two heal combos and you only heal 70k mm-hmm. right and so um you know it doesn't make it as survivable as it kind of seems like it is um and then i think if you're in a situation where you have to just repeatedly absorb hits of 20k or 30k um you can't quite do that like aizen 
if you are in a situation where you're taking hits over and over again, or maybe you have to survive like, you know, uh, several turns of taking 30k hits or something like that, which is what the case against like Machine Hera uh, mm-hmm. in uh, in uh, Colosseum, you know, you you can do it yeah. because it heals so well. Um, you know, you can stall on monsters that like so I you know with with Aizen, I can stall on like machine or like Athena in her in arena where she her hit options are like 30k 35k or 99% gravity Aizen can stall against her as long as the hearts keep going um so I'll often like maybe stall a little bit and then pop my delay whenever I run out of hearts raw dragon you know you you take one 99% gravity and then you got to kill and move on yeah because after that, you're not going to be able to heal up those 33 I think, so. you know, I, this is an argument of, like, difference capability of two different teams in the realm of a tier list. One, being able to take bigger hits. The other, being able to stall out longer on smaller hits. Um, I think, again, that's all about who, like, what card you're going up against at that point. But tier list in general, for me, has value. Uh, as someone who doesn't scour the web and you know look on reddit and look at videos about what difference cards are capable of Mm -hmm. this gives me a snapshot or a glimpse about what people are using and how i can kind of it curates it for me so i can trace and do a little bit my own research instead of just i mean i think the casual player that i am they have value to the extent that like you get a like you know, a feel for what leads are popular yeah. and what leads are able There's to do There's definitely popularity that adds into it. I, I get that. But, um, like, Astaroth. Uh, for example, this list that, I, like, the, looking at the Game 8 tier list, mm-hmm. um, there's most definitely a uh, popularity and new aspect that makes, yes. like... So I look in, like, the... So you look at... So we have SS tier is Aizen and Dark Athena by themselves... Mm-hmm. Uh, and then down from that, we have uh, the Balden heroine girl, whose name I think is Jury, J U R I. Uh, oh, right, yeah. And she's got like, she's super buff uh, and then has a decent attack. Um, Revo Astroth, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. We're going to get into her in a second. Revo Anubis, which people are, are loving. Um, Miru, Raw Dragon, and uh, JP exclusive from I think the shonen sunday collab hmm. um and then in the a tier i think is where things are kind of a little nutso uh is that you have um renov urka uh the new Amino azume the new kushinatahime the light red ilmina and uh i guess saito from the kenshin collab is haku still on there Huh, Haku? Revo Haku, yeah. No, Revo Haku's off. Okay. And I, that was another one, like, they popped up, and then they're and gone. gone, right. And I, I think that, you know, like, uh, I feel like Meridionalis is way better at things than than these leaders, mm. and it's nowhere to be found. Um, Blue Miru is, like, I think substantially better than... Uh, than Ronov, and I think Ronov is is probably superior to Ilmina, Kushinatahime, mm. and the Amino Azume. I just don't think that those, I don't think those leaders deserve to be there, and I think they're there because people are just they're new, yeah, mm-hmm. and like stuff that's been out for a while, 
it's just not as interesting. Like, you know, I, I think that Miru and Rodragon kind of belong on the same tier because, uh, you know, they they both have their drawbacks, mm-hmm. um, but they're both they're both viable end game leaders. And I think people are just tired of running Miru. Like almost everyone I co op with is just like, yeah, I don't really want to run Miru. <laughs> like I ran Miru for eight months. Yeah. And I beat everything with Miru, and now I want to do other things. Uh, my friend and I ran Arena with Miru last night, kind of for nostalgia purposes. We're like, oh, like, let's run Miru. Like, oh, oh right, fun. she is broken. It was like, did it? And you're like, yeah, all right, cool. Um, and so I, I think they've done a good job of introducing content that Miru actually struggles with. Yeah. Like the, the combo high, shields. high combo shields and stuff like that. Um, so you're saying that uh, Eisen and... Dark Athena. Dark Athena are at the top, and Rodragon doesn't share that space anymore? Rodragon has dropped down below them. Rodragon used to be in its own triple S tier, yeah. and then it dropped down to level, and then it dropped down below. And that's what I thought was kind of... I think this this looks a little bit more fair, aside from where the A tier is. But uh, yeah, Rodragon, I think just I, having run Aizen a bunch and running Rodragon, I don't see the superiority of Rodragon, especially in like controlling your damage. Mm. Um, and I don't think Fujin has changed that enough. Um, and what about then, at the highest echelon of comboing and like the most talented people out there? What do you think their thoughts would be on that? I mean, I think for the most part, you the the time kind of times when you have to you can plan ahead for the times when you have to take really big hits. Yeah. And like Hair Dragon is one of those where it's just like if I hit Hair Dragon, I know I'm going to take some huge hits, mm. um, and you bring the Indra Shield for that. And I've beat Hair Dragon with Eisen a number of times, you know. And like, there's you know, you have to have that shield. It allows you to take a couple hits, and you get basically like six or seven turns to to chip her down. Um, but the damage control is so much easier. Damage control with Rod Dragon is is super RNG. Very hard to handle, um, and I and the you know it's like Eisen handles Sopdet so easily. Mm. It's so nice, and uh, I I actually forgot I got Sopdet with Eisen earlier than either today or yesterday, and I forgot how somebody posted like a nice way to handle her, um, which is like four combos, one blue TPA, one dark, and then your sub attributes do like about half of her HP bar as wow. damage. Um, and then after that, you can just do like one dark match, and then one dark match will like do the rest of her HBR. Like Eisen handles that really well. Mm. Raw Dragon does not handle no. Sop that well no. at all. Uh, like you, you have to hit four colors to do damage, and only four combos. You hit one additional color of the two. And then you're healing her back to full. And that's like I said, my friend and I, I thought we were going to die because we, we tanked the goodbye hit twice and actually a third time did a damage shield against it. And so it's like, I, I, like, I feel like that's a, a really big challenge for Rod Dragon. And, uh, you know, if you bring Fujin, you might blow it on Sopdet, but then you get Her- like Parvati or Hair Dragon later. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of rough. Um, I, so... I think this is kind of right. Rod Dragon is super strong, can beat a lot of things. Meter is same. Anubis, same. Um, and Anubis is, is pretty interesting nowadays. Hmm. Um, I'm excited for Revo Astroth. I think that's a cool 
monster in an interesting different play style to hit end game level content yeah and i yeah. i like the way that they've brought these other monsters that have their strengths have their drawbacks um and can compete with miru for this end game content mm-hmm. um and now obviously rod dragon is available for anyone to purchase and miru is farmable and i like that we have end game leaders that have that kind of level to them mm. Whereas, you know, Aizen obviously is a six-star collab pull. Makes me wish I'd actually pulled hard for, for Aizen. I didn't realize just how... I mean, I looked at it and I was like, that's strong. That's going to be up there. I didn't realize how... Yeah, I actually was not really hoping for Aizen, but got got super lucky and am and, and really, really happy that I did because I have a great team for him and I'm, I really, really enjoy the play style mm. and stuff about it. So yeah, I like. I see the value in tier list. I obviously there's an interest to it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think don't take it at face value. Yeah, you really gotta like do your own, and you gotta like really think about what you have and mm-hmm. how how that works for you. Sure. Because like, and and also take game eight team building suggestions with a grain of salt as well. I looked at some of their Eisen builds and I I really really disagree. <laughs> they have some of these builds where it's like. No blue subs. There's no dark blue subs. And There's a whole like, point of Eisen being able to heal with blue subs. Exactly. Like you can't run all all dark subs with no blue sub attributes because then all the only monster that gets the four X recovery it's is Eisen, and that's just not. An, I mean, I run only two, and I still kind of feel it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, there's times when I like I'll do one heart combo and like six combos, and if I took a 99% gravity, I don't heal all the way up. Hmm. And so, running all dark subs with no blue sub attributes so- sounds really limiting to me. It sounds like it would would cause problems. All right, tier list done. Uh, let's talk about a leader, Astro. Let's talk about Revo Astroth. Um, I think Revo Astroth is pretty rad. Um, Awoken Astroth was fun, and I never really put together a team that could do much with her. Uh, I ran her for a little bit. I didn't. I didn't try too hard. I would say, mm. um, and I think that I think one of the things you kind of needed for the Awoken Astroth was Freya, and I never had one, so I kind of didn't didn't try too hard. But I think. Revo is looking amazing. Uh, we're talking, and I'm really excited to try and put it together a team and, and to use her. Um, stats are great. The active has a hazard clear built in, which is really cool. Um, and you are talking four times HP, which you're in solo are looking at like 110k HP, um, or you know similar level, like massive levels in co-op. Um, and you're running healers mm-hmm. and so for the most part you're going to be able to heal really well even without a multiplier um, it does restrict the amount of subs available so if you oh yeah the sub pool is somewhat restricted um, I see a lot of teams running multiple astroths and yes I see why that's that's valuable yeah. I generally don't like teams that require multiples of itself it's just it just irks me. I don't know why. I can't really put my finger on it, but... I think that... I mean, I think it's important to look at this and be like, it's not required. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. just nice. Uh, you know, like, 
I remember. I think the idea is that when you run those Astros, like multiples like that, mm-hmm. you one you've got that other Astros on there for the stats. Yeah. The consistent awakenings, um, consistent level of damage, and then you. I think the idea is that you basically run. Uh, you basically use those skills to clear floors. You save up red orbs. You save up green orbs. You save up poison and jammers is it poison and jammers yep okay you save up poison and jammers and then you change them all make green rows and kill um and then uh you know with you you cycle through your astroth actives to clear floors Mm -hmm. and then you save your utility actives on your other monsters um you know we can look you know so i've neglected to mention so far that the 64 times attack is pretty big for yeah. a team that's going to run rows. We've seen how strong that is with local Bay. We can see what it can hit. Oh yeah. And so if you can consistently hit those high damage numbers, um, you just bring like one burst for whenever you need to hit really hard and uh, you're all set there. Um, um, I would say, let's see, uh, some some of the subs that you'd like to have. Uh, Michael is a great sub. Yeah. Uh, making hearts, making... Uh, green orbs, um, and then green Valkyrie, Valkyrie Elise, mm-hmm. Elise, yep, is the one that's nice as a heart orb converter. So you can do Michael Valkyrie one into the Michael into Valkyrie, and then you create a lot of green orbs. Really big burst off of that. Um, both of them are healers. Really, really good recovery. And actually, Michael I think has great attack stats too. Yes, Michael's an attack attacker healer. Yeah. Uh, along with something else um, what I really appreciate about what they do with reincarnate I'm always like <laughs> I always I don't know if I play a game with myself but when I look at cars that I know are about to get Revo which I actually wasn't expecting Astroth I always try and anticipate or guess what the final awakening is going to be uh-huh. uh, having played Astroth the first time it needed to be a finger it Definitely did. Uh, when you're uh, at the time, I was running two Michaels mm-hmm. with Elise and Freya, and there are no fingers, or one maybe through all of it. Um, makes it pretty difficult, especially when you're trying to stack rows. I think two Michaels, Elise, and Freya is none. I think that's it. Known. Might it might be none. No might be none. So um, they addressed that uh, for the Awakening, where they could have easily done a bind clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. That pleases me. I'm looking at other subs, and another one keeps popping up in Odin Dragon. If you need that utility to clear Awoken Binds, that is a stat stick worth having, especially having 1,100 uh, recovery, as well as all the stacked uh, Awoken recoveries. Yeah, um, I think that the fact that uh, Astroth is unbindable and you're never going to, you can't lose that massive hp that you have uh means that you kind of still need don't to worry so much about that you still need to heal yeah HP. you do still need to heal it wouldn't be bad um the new kushinata hime um as well if you need you know uh to add a combo especially with rose tends to be hard to add combos but yeah i think that'd be a pretty good utility sub um uh, awoken artemis fits on there as a devil uh, um and that's a big burst uh all by herself um, what do you think of Romia? Romia is actually super popular. All the fingers mm-hmm. um, and a, a really great board change to combo with Asta. With Asta, 
<laughs> with Astaroth. That's right. Yeah. So Romia is actually good on there. The thing that you have to watch out for is the Dragon Killer Awakening on mm-hmm. Romia. Um, and then uh, I think that people have said that if you have her fully awoken now, the order of the awakenings changes. And uh, when you alt Evo her, when that comes out, the uh, the Dragon Killer Awakening will be last. So you could just not. <laughs> Not awaken it. You could not awaken oh, it. Oh, interesting. And, and lose your dragon killer awakening if you weren't worried about that. Um, and then huh. Kano is actually also a decent uh, healer sub. Uh, double orb change to hearts, so you can use that as a panic button to heal, mm. uh, or you can combo that with green Valkyrie and get your uh, get your uh, big big change to green so for a burst. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's. Uh... What do you think about? What does this team? Obviously, it's nice to have all that HP, but what about running it with like a Wolgamu Bay? Huh? Having two two sixty four or two sixty four two. There's still the active clause, so you're not able to heal all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's worth a shot. Hmm. I don't know. I I think that. Uh... The having the active requirement for the heal would make it, I think, maybe a little tough in the long term. Yeah. But I mean, you could maybe certainly you could pair Astroth with Awoken Lube for some farming dungeons, maybe where you needed some extra HP to, mm. to get through things. Although usually Awoken Lube with the Dios all having the uh, the co op boost tend to have enough HP. Right. So, but this it's not a not a bad idea altogether. I think that probably. Um, having the massive HP is is uh, pretty important, and then you also you already have the sort of level of attack that you want mm. from that. So, um, oh, and then uh, I guess Lube wouldn't get the uh, the buff. The buff. Yeah, maybe I don't not. know how much of the it was something that just popped in my head. Astroth leader stat. So uh, your number one farmable sub is one hundred percent Kaushmar. Mm-hmm. by so much um and kashmar has become inheritable so you can inherit the kashmar skill on but uh if you don't have a good board change you can throw kashmar on there just period just throw them on um and i think uh it's 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 a great great skill and the fact that you can finally inherit it is is awesome i remember when i built this team the first time and i was trying to slot in one more card and you're like kashmar and I never even considered it because I didn't know what the active was. And I questioned you. I was like, wait, what, really? Uh, take a look at it, especially now that it has a Awoken, an Awoken form. Um, yeah, Altivo form. Altivo form, rather. I love that it's, doing a, it's drawing a picture of Astaroth. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty weird. <laughs> um, Not a lot of HP uh, recovery, though, which I think for having four times HP, you might want something... Yeah, obviously you want to load healers on there if you can, but Kashmar has that little shield in addition to the board change, yeah. and the board change is the one that combos. Um, I think uh, I was looking at a guide that someone made and posted to Reddit that was really great. I think uh, I think Feather F E T H E R was the uh, user. Fe- Feather was the author of that guide. It was okay. really nicely done. Um, for the most part and uh, his comment was uh you know people were like looking at board changes like that you could sub in and one of the options was zuo because obviously zuo is perfect board change and it was mm-hmm. basically like 
don't be lazy just farm a cashmar <laughs> that's 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 the way it needs to be uh, so uh i think you got cashmar i think fafnir is a sort of uh supplemental sub of you know got some killers got some uh got you know got some row enhance awakenings uh fits in under the team uh if you go with the green dark Fafnir or the green light so that might be a utility sub that you could you could uh, put together what about misery well misery is not farmable not farmable but I, if you have to have going but i mean like i don't think we want to you could do make poison orbs and then use astroth to change him but i think uh in the end like, all the auto heals uh on top of receiving um reduced damage 50 percent for a turn I mean, like, the thing is, like, you now you have an active that requires another active to be useful, and, and I think that those, like, if you're desperate, maybe, but there might be better options. Yeah, than I'm that. just saying if it, that's, like, one of those poverty subs that actually might work out fairly well. If you don't have a Michael... Yeah. Could be worth looking into. Maybe. All right. Uh, useful inherits are, like, you know, any of the green plus heart makers, sure. so Michael, Perseus... Um, Australis is a great one to inherit on top of your uh, Revo Astroth because you get an extra orb color changed to uh, to green and you still have the hazard clear and you have the Skyfall buff. Um, so that's a good one. Uh, a full heal might be nice. Yeah. Uh, Takarasu or a series active. Um, and then there's tons and tons of board change options. I like Verdandi. Uh, you know, there's tons of board change options that oh, make. Verdandi would be nice. Yeah, Verdandi, yeah. Leilan, Zuo, blah, 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 on and on. Those green and red and some other color boards. Yeah, I guess there is a lot of flexibility now, especially with all the, you know, inherits or something that's new as opposed to the last time this team was prevalent. So, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited having run the team before i really enjoyed it it kind of broke me into start uh some late game, late game content at the time yeah and i think i was running that team the last time we podcasted oh yeah mm-hmm. so uh you know i think having a shield might be a nice idea sometimes as well mm-hmm. and then uh you know a burst uh for the applications that you want that burst for um and then uh what else uh, there was one other thing that I, okay oh uh last thing is badges um, mm. It seems like the two badges that you want to consider for this team are the two-second time extend yes. or the 35% recovery. And if you if you happen to not have those because you haven't completed those quests yet, you can go with the one-second or the 25%. Um, but, yeah, I think the 35% recovery is great if you have enough time extends on your team to be able to handle... If you have one Romeo, I think that'd be fine. If you have one Romeo, you're fine. I don't have a Romeo, so I I will have to consider whether or not I have enough time extends on my team. Uh, Yeah, I know you have one. (laughs) (laughs) Kick it. So, uh, yeah. I think Revo Astroth, I'm excited to play her. I'm really enjoying being able to try to play this endgame content with different different builds and different leaders. Well, I... Hopefully, love to run it with you once. once yeah, that comes well, around. that'd it, be fun. I think uh, I think it's cool too. I, I 
I kind of wanted to throw this one out there because uh, Revo Astroth is relatively new in JP, so we'll have some time to prepare. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to be ready for her when she comes. I'm actually um, working on evolving my second Astra Awoken Astroth so that oh, I can... so you have. I, I do. I had another one, and I thought about selling it when I got it, and I was just like, I did nah, sell mine. I'll just leave it in my box, and we'll see. And now I'm like, oh, two might be a good <laughs> idea. So I've uh, I've been farming some of the mats for that. So I, I I'm suffering, man. I have so many Revo monsters that are like in my box at a low level, and I need to level them up. It takes so much. I think you're not the only one. As someone who is coming back into the game and has the same problem, that means that there are a lot of people out there with the same issue. Yeah. They need to start sending us some snow globes. Yeah, it'd be nice. And they had like a there was like a snow globe rush that they got in Japan where you got like ten snow globes from oh, one gosh. rush. Yes, please. It was crazy. Um, I had a quick mechanic of the week that I wanted to throw out uh, for damage calculations. So we've been having these radar dragon gorilla dungeons show up where it's like, uh, you know, three floors, the end is a radar dragon, 100% drop. So it's like helpful for people getting evos. Um, I was able to put together a couple teams that could run a Festus dragon really quickly or... uh, uh, Zeus Dragon was able to take care of pretty quick. Um, the next two coming up, Noah Dragon and Gaia Dragon, are a little bit rougher on the team builds. But uh, you know, I don't know if I'll be able to make any like teams where I can do them really fast mm-hmm. and easy. Uh, but the one of the things that came up was in trying to figure out if my so I w- I wanted to run a red team in. Uh, Hephaestus Dragon. Mm-hmm. I want to run the Yamato team, and I want to see if my team could could take him out. And uh, the first floor is uh, one of the. It's the Blue Light Neptune. Okay. All right. Wait, so, did you mean Yamato team or Yamamoto? Yamamoto. Okay. Did I say Yamato? Yeah. Well, there's, sure. There's. It's tough. There's an extra ma in there <laughs> that I missed. Um, so Yamamoto. Uh, the. First floor is Blue Light Neptune. Blue Light Neptune has 3 million HP, 1.5 million defense. He's blue, and he puts up a 75% damage shield first turn. Oh, God. So my red damage is getting really reduced. Um, What I was looking at is uh, the way the dungeon works, uh, the build that I was copying uh, that was come up with by... uh, I don't. I, I think that one of the main architects was uh, glitched over at the carry server on uh, Discord. He the first floor you change the whole board red and swipe. Uh, and I was looking and seeing how much damage. It's twelve million defense, by the way. Just want to huh? out there. It's twelve million defense. See, it doesn't work that way. That's why really? this. That's why I'm bringing up this mechanic. Okay. Um. So the interesting aspect to it is that the calculations don't work in the way that you'd think. Hmm. Um, I thought... So I was, trying to, I was trying to do the calculations myself, and I, I thought maybe the defense was calculated last. But actually, the defense is redu- reduced from your damage first. Oh, and I had to watch okay. a video to see this. I was watching a video of someone clearing this way, and I saw the numbers. So you, look, you can look at the numbers on the monster before the hit, and then you look at the numbers... Um, as the screen progresses through and so then you know i was looking and there was a monster hitting for uh 15 million damage 
and then you look at the, I don't know, 16 million damage. And then you look at the first number that shows up on Neptune, and it says 14.5 million. Which is only Which is one and a half. that one and a half taken off. So the defense will take off first. And then it gets reduced from the shield after. And then it gets reduced from the shield afterwards. Interesting. Um, so the, I don't, I think that given the fact that it's a 50% reduction multiplied times a, a 75% reduction, that doesn't matter. The order of those two doesn't matter. Because that's multi- uh, multiplication. But like I was, I was doing this calculations and what I was thinking is that they would do the reduction of the shield and the reduction of the red versus blue first and then subtract 1.5 million from that and then that would reduce my damage to like zero. That's what I thought, and I think a lot of people might make that assumption as well. But it does look like it doesn't work that way, you because uh, you know I was doing the math and finding that my I was like my monster won't do damage. Hmm. I don't have enough damage. The damage has to be higher. But then I watched this video and I was like, that shouldn't be doing damage mm-hmm. based on the way I was calculating it. But then if you change the way it's calculated, it does do the damage. So uh it's it's the order of operations is the mechanic that i'm interested in so it seems like the defense is first now obviously we know that uh the if you like let's say hit a monster and then uh it you have enough damage to get over the defense but then the 50 percent reduction of going uh the wrong color yeah reduces it down it can reduce it back down to one okay Mm-hmm. If you're not hitting hard enough, yeah. So I guess you can kind of think of it uh, rather than a fifty percent reduction. You can think of it as uh, a subtraction of fifty percent mm. of the okay. damage. I don't know. Whatever's left over from the de- uh, defense, it's reducing it from there. Yeah. So, in any case, I thought it was uh, very interesting to see that because I, I, you know, I was just watching the way the calculations progressed on the screen and seeing that the dam- the defense was taken out first. And I was like, oh, that's very interesting. Hmm. I like that. It's a good word. Yeah. Stuff All right. Stuff you should know. Stuff you should know. <laughs> All right. Uh, got a cute corner pick? I do. Um, I typically like to try and search the fringes and find something that maybe most people haven't looked at uh but this time it it's one that's right in front of everybody who probably a lot of people wants uh-huh and um aruka aruka i'm not sure how you you got a number it is three five two five and i'm picking out the dark blue version because there's a little more art going on uh i Wait, love that another version Oh. Yeah, there's a blue dark, which is the standard, and then evolved version is dark blue, which is why it slots into Kali what? really well. Uh, super high attack. Um, I love that it harks to Kali with those dancing blades, um, which the second evolution of uh, D. Kali has. I uh, thought that was really cool. Um, showing off a little skin on the backside, but it's just cool art altogether. Uh, it's a great card. It's a seven-star base. It's... Uh, you know, a all board changer, uh, all orb changer, rather. And yeah, I think altogether it's just one of my favorite cards at the moment. You like that art, huh? Yeah, I do. You got the dragon, lots mm-hmm. of colors, some some petals here and there. Yeah. And if you take a look at uh, D. Cali, um, 
which I'll There's try and put. There's some similarities to. Yeah, Jedi. so I'm gonna find you the number here real quick. If you go to 1588, you'll see that kind of four or five different swords that are kind of slashing around has the same effects that's going on in that newer arc. I did not realize that when you alt Evo her to the dark blue version, she has the highest attack in the game. Yeah. Makes things interesting, huh? That, which is why I was talking about uh, doing that. Now you got your blue uh, subcolor covered, and then you are free to just choose any green sub. Crazy. There you go. That's my pick. What you got for me? Oh, wait. Which one did you pick? The dark blue or the blue dark? Dark blue. Dark blue. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. I think that also uh, lessens the reliance on Cali hitting hard all the time. You can now hit pretty hard with. Um, and the Ruka. dark blue has a lot of, um, a lot more going on in the art too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird, weird. What if I wanted blue dark and I wanted to run that? I think having the seven combo multiplier is valuable, but yeah. you're wasting one of your awakenings on uh, having a. Um, uh, bind clear. Okay, so I'm calling an audible. Initially, I was going to pick um, the new Shiva Dragon alt because I, I just like that art. So, yeah, so much super red, so much better. Um, I also really like Hephaestus Dragon. I don't know if I've picked Hephaestus Dragon yet, but I, I, I'm a big fan. Uh, but I'm calling an audible last minute and going to a monster that uh, I didn't realize when it came to NA. <laughs> There was no fanfare. It came in on the back end. Oh, you're going um, on the fringes this time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fringing it out because you went mainstream. Uh, I'm going to go with 2071, and this is Yo Tamadra. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about this earlier. <laughs> um, and I I was uh, looking through, and, and uh, so they recently added into the REM these pad battle collabs. Much to my dismay. Yeah, uh, the new silvers pad battle collab yep. monsters, um, and this is a skill up monster for one of them, and I had no idea. And it drops in the pad battle uh, collab that is available all the time in coin dungeons, Gosh. so you guys can all farm one of these guys. Uh, but it is a so so uh, was Yo Mizunaki mm-hmm. is the name of the guy. Yes, uh, and so Yo Mizun. Minazuki. Yo, Yo Minazuki. Mm-hmm. Yo Minazuki uh, evolves into Yo plus Siegfried, um, and is a you know a decent little monster, I guess. It's got a good active, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, what are we looking at active? It reduces your damage for one turn. Changes, double orb change. So look at that. Like, yeah, it's inheritable. Fifty percent shield plus a double orb change. It's inheritable. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. That's not bad at all. Um, and, uh, you know, you're looking at a monster that has, you know, skill bind resist, a row, an orb enhance, a skill boost, a time extend, and a dragon killer. So that's pretty interesting. And I was like, oh, well, where do you get the skill ups for this? And I was like, are you kidding me, this guy? <laughs> it's a Tamadra. He's got some blue orbs Dancing around, around him. him. He's got some blue stars. I like his little star is, on the pad of his, of his hand. He has floppy hair <laughs> got some very like uh, Japanese schoolboy hair he went really pale too he looks like an egg 
And well, he is an egg. That's what the tomato. But like he, he's more, egg he's more eggish than okay, okay. his tomato brethren. And he's got a little like uh, he's dressed up like he's going to school. Sharp dressed man. At a nice uh, Japanese high school there, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he he certainly deserves to be in the cute corner. <laughs> For sure. Welcome, Yo Tamadra. I I do I do have a preference for the Tamadra versions of some of these monsters, <laughs> uh, and this is right up there. It's just barely behind the Kenshiro Tamadra. <laughs> I remember when you chose Kenshiro Tamadra. Yeah, yeah, that was a while ago. Well, good to have you back over here doing a podcast with me. It's good to be back on. I appreciate you calling me up and having me do this again. Yeah, we've only been trying since December <laughs> to schedule something. Um, cool. Thank you so much for joining us, JJ. Uh, sure. It was fun to talk about Pad forever and ever, as we normally do. Uh, and now that we don't work in the same building anymore, it's a little bit harder. Sad to day, do so. it really is. Um, but uh, if you would like to send an email to this podcast, do so uh, by emailing padcastbros at gmail.com. That's P-A-D-C-A-S-T-B-R-O-S at gmail.com. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. And uh, until next time, JJ, are you going to sign us out? Bye bye. That is one of the worst sign outs. That's the thing we Uh, do. uh, May the Skyfall gods be ever in your favor, a la Kevbino. Kevbino. Rest in peace. Indeed. (laughs) 